The submerged voter will decide things this November. Why polls are even more unreliable than usual. This election cycle is getting to seem more and more like Groundhog Day. Three months before an election, this time the 2020 midterms, polls seem to reflect a growing affinity for Democrats. And the pollsters that have the biggest Democrat rebound are tied to mostly left-leaning news outlets. They're doing their best to discourage the GOP voter from showing up. Remember, the media and the polls they churn out admit they don't even try to be impartial anymore. Two outfits lead the pack. Economist YouGov is a notoriously left-wing UK-based outfit that never factors in Americans' voting idiosyncrasies. I'll share a few of those later in the piece. And the Morning Consult Politico poll is, well, how you might guess a pro-regime tainted poll would slant things. NBC News polling and Investors Business Daily, TIP, run a close second. They all have abysmal track records, but it never seems to derail their efforts to continue to promote the Democrat Party. There is one pollster who got it right two elections in a row. Robert Cahaley, the brains behind the Trafalgar poll, recently forecasted what we might see on election night, 2022. In 2016, Trump supporters were called deplorables and other unflattering names. This was a major contributor to the shy Trump voter phenomenon that most polling missed, which resulted in a major loss in public confidence for polling following the election. In 2020, people who supported Trump or espoused conservative values out of step with woke culture found themselves being canceled or doxxed. This led to hidden voters that most polling um, undercounted. Therefore, Trump's support in key battle run states exceeded expectations. In 2020, Biden enjoyed an average lead of 5.5 points in Wisconsin and 9 points in Michigan. Then President Trump lost Wisconsin by less than one and Michigan by three. Both states' polling numbers were off by over five points. It could be much more during this cycle. The Biden administration has essentially classified MAGA Republicans as a threat to democracy, marshalling federal law enforcement to focus on them. This move has created a new type of voter that will be even harder to poll or even estimate. This new group is being called the submerged voters. They're likely, putting, they're likely not putting stickers on their cars, signs in their front yard, posting their opinions, or even answering polls. At this point, it's fair to say that Biden's pursuit and attacks on MAGA Republicans has created an army of voters who will be virtually impossible to poll and more difficult still to estimate. The 2020 Republican turnout will likely be higher than any of the polls or models are showing. All polls will understate the impact of these submerged voters. This year, the real results might be even more askew than past elections. Overturning Roe v. Wade is said to have energized the left-leaning voter, and passing the hilariously named Inflation Reduction Act is being heavily touted by the Democrats and their willing abettors in the corporate media. But to most Americans, those issues pale when compared to rampant inflation, urban crime, open borders, and the mind-boggling phenomenon of the left's penchant for grooming young children. These are all issues the submerged voter finds repellent, and there is a growing sense that they'll show up in force on election day. The real clear politics generic poll now has the Democrats at plus one, 
I've stated a few times on this site that history shows that Democrats would need to be at least plus five to hold their majority. That's because most urban Democrat members of Congress went handily or have no Republican opponent at all, while Republican-leaning districts tend to have much closer races, hence the disparity. For the House, I'm expecting a 30 to 35-member GOP pickup. The Senate is a little tougher to pick. Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona have tightened. Nevada is showing Republican Adam Laxalt leading, as is Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. North Carolina, Ohio, and Florida, their GOP Senate candidates are leading, but narrowly. I'm somewhere between a one-seat GOP pickup, or it stays at 50-50. The final results will depend on how many submerged voters there are out there.